Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my. We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have very And I got a number for you. That number is, of course, 62. What is 62? Well, if you're like me, you might know 62 um, as a number two after 60 or one after 61. Or it could be the number of days that we have until kickoff, until this NFL season is underway for our boys in black and gold. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Parnes. Welcome in to another edition of Fact or Fiction brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. We're here for a new season. We're going to be joined alongside uh, another new co-host, and then we're also going to be revisited probably a little bit later on by one of our old co-hosts, uh, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis, will be joining us. But in fact, we are going to be joined by a different Brian, and this man goes by the name of Brian Hamlin. He will be here with us in just a moment. Now, Brian Hamlin is, of course, a Yinzer. He is based out of Allison Park, Pennsylvania, just outside of the beautiful Sunnyburg itself. Um, and we're going to be hearing from him in just a couple of minutes. But I do want to invite everybody to call in today. We are looking to have a great show. We're glad to be back here with you. is the number to call. That's 347-850-8581. Please join us. Today's episode, we're talking all sorts of interesting things. we got a number of questions coming your way, but here's a little bit of a preview for you tonight. We're talking James Harrison. Can he continue to be the tackle menace that he is in his late age? He's like a fine wine, that James Harrison. Only gets better with age. We're also talking about new rookie first round pick TJ Watt. Can he channel a little bit of his brother and become the next powerhouse defensive player for our boys in black and gold? Martavis Bryant, as Stephen A. Smith would say, he is now staying off the weed. And we're going to see if he can stay off the weed and play a full season out in Pittsburgh. All sorts of interesting things to talk about, but really quick before we get started, uh, we haven't paid tribute to them, so I feel the need to do so. Congratulations to another Pittsburgh team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, obviously, taking home this year's 2017 Stanley Cup after taking it in 2016. Listen, folks, I was there in 2016 for the first game of the Cup, and it was one of the most electric feelings that I've ever experienced. I cannot imagine what it was like inside of the iceberg that night 
when it was clinched. Of course, not there in Pittsburgh, but in Nashville. Uh, some great stuff. Two-time winner, uh, con- t- excuse me, two-time Con Smythe winner, Sidney Crosby, also getting his opportunity to hoist it around. So, folks, let's talk a little bit here as we await Brian um, for in just a minute or so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for this season because obviously expectations are very high. Uh, the AFC North seems to be a division that this team can take once again. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some very interesting factors that play into that. Le'Veon Bell, um, whether or not he's going to be getting an extension, and Brian and I will be talking about that here in a moment. Um, that is something that is very important as well. Uh, we've got all sorts of interesting things on the defensive side of the ball, whether it be, you know, a full healthy linebacking core this year around, um, or whether it's the additions to the secondary that have been made, and even the new rookie. T.J. Watt, as I mentioned, we're going to be chatting about him not too long. Uh, but, of course, today's show is, of course, sponsored by Frank Walker Law, and we're going to take a quick message from him to see how he can help you in your time of need. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. FrankWalkerLaw.com, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, call 412-212-3878, or to reach his his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. Lots of interesting stuff here happening at BTSC. We remind you to check out them and be sure to follow us on Twitter as well. Um, we appreciate your patience here as we're getting ready to start our program. Um, really quick, we do happen to have uh, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis on the line right now. I'm going to bring in Brian. Brian, I want to talk to you right now uh, before we get started with Mr. Hamlin, who's going to be joining us here in just a moment. Uh, I want to talk to you, Brian, about T.J. Watt because he's he's the guy who's been lighting it up for me. Um, you know, it wasn't very long ago, Brian, that Vince Williams – said that T.J. Watt, quote, just gets it. The guy just seems to understand uh, the way that the pro linebacking system is going to work there uh, inside Pittsburgh, and I think he's got a really, really bright future with this team. Brian, it's great to hear from you again. Would you agree with me? You know, I would, Zach. I think he has, you know, we all know about the football pedigree, coming from a big brother who, you know, defensive player of the year, um, you know, the uh, the sacks everything that you get with with his brother JJ, but you know what he can't be measured to what JJ's being has done. He needs to be measured by what he can do, and that conversion from moving over to outside linebacker in in just one season and what he had done at Wisconsin was just remarkable. And the guy has such a high ceiling because we've seen what he's done with a very little experience. And he has, like I said, a pedigree, but a work ethic that parallels that of his brother. So I'm feeling with that work ethic of that family, bringing it in, just getting what needs to be done at this level without the ego, he's going to be a star. 
Yeah, and you know the athleticism and, and the prowess that he has displayed in practice. I mean, it, it's making me excited to see him in the exhibition sense because obviously, you know, while those wins and losses may not matter, um, they certainly go a long way in determining whether or not someone can play in this league. And I know this is quite the parallel here that I'm about to draw, Brian. But, but you know, this is um, this is kind of interesting to me. NBA summer league is going on right now. If we got any NBA fans out there, I know obviously. No team in Pittsburgh still to this day, um, but hopefully we got some NBA fans out there. You know, it's hard to judge in summer league who, you know, will be good in the NBA and who will be bad. However, you can tell who can play in the NBA and who cannot. Um, and, and I think that that's something that we're going to see from the exhibition. Obviously, the Steelers have a lot of hope. They have a first-round pick in stakes of the hope of T.J. Watt being able to perform uh, in the pros, but what do you think, Brian, Watt's biggest sort of challenge is here headed into his first year? I mean, you mentioned the pedigree. Could it be that pressure that he's getting from brother JJ or, you know, maybe even just living up the family name or even living up to a first name or, or first round selection here uh, for the Steelers? You know, a lot of people, a lot of players, especially young players, are going to be, you know, they're going to have that problem. They're going to worry about, living up to that expectation. But this guy has, like I said, work ethic. He's a very good head on his shoulders. You know, I think just don't put the bar way too high on him. Don't expect 15 sacks the first year. Don't expect him to be his brother. Let him just morph his way into the system. Don't, he doesn't have to be a starter day one in this system. He really doesn't because you do have James Harrison there. You have Bud Dupree who is – Bud Dupree is the star of that linebacking core as far as on the outside. I mean, that's, I'm not talking about the inside with Ryan Shazier. I'm talking on the outside. Bud's your guy. Bud has all of the makings of being a defensive player of the year. And uh, he was working with Chuck Smith, former Atlanta Falcon this year, and Chuck Smith was just raving about what this guy can do. So you don't really have that pressure to go in and have to be the savior of the franchise if you're T.J. Watt. You need to just go in and learn the system just, you know, if he puts up seven sacks this year, Zach, that would be a good number. If he puts up five sacks, that would be a decent number. Just let him go in, learn the system, get his feet wet, and just go crazy in year number two. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I, I have believed that Watt can surpass a number like five, like six, because I think he has that talent. But, but really, only time will tell. Brian Anthony Davis, so glad to have you join us here. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing on our newest co-host. You can find him on his podcast, Hot Takes with Ham. He's coming straight out of Allison Park, as I talked about before. He's a yinzer uh, through and through. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Hamlin, good friend of mine. Brian, how you doing today? What's good, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, my guy. What about you? Hey, you know, everything is pretty sunny down here and. uh just a couple of hours south of the Berg down in Western Maryland. Uh, Brian, we got a lot of stuff here to talk about, and, and I think we need to just jump in it here um, because I think it's something that's going to be, you know, uh, the question that's on pretty much every single Steeler fan mind right now is, is Le'Veon Bell, is he going to be coming back, and what's the number going to be? So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, just to remind you of how fact or fiction works here, we're going to present you with some statements, and they are either going to be fact or fiction. And Brian and I are going to duke it out, and we are going to see 
uh, who comes out on top. Now, sometimes we're going to disagree, but we'd love to hear from you. Once again, that call-in number is going to be 347-850-8581. Please give us a call, and we want to hear your opinions. Also, feel free to tweet us at BTSC. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details um so brian maybe on bell this is this is where Steeler fans are stuck in the mud right now it's a tough one so i want to ask you fact or fiction brian the Steelers will sign Le'Veon bell for more than 10 million dollars a year in a contract extension so Parnsy, i gotta start my my podcast career here with with a bit of a hot take um i'm gonna go fiction on this and Okay. I think that I think that a lot of a lot of Steeler fans and a lot of people who seem to know uh, a little bit about what goes on in the locker room, um, they have their doubts about Le'Veon Bell. Be um, I don't want to say being being mature about his about his career, but let's look at it like this. Uh, this week via social media, um, you have Antonio Brown posting uh, like hosting some mini camp stuff for, for, for his, for, for some friends, for other NFL players in Miami. That's what he's working on right now. Simultaneously, Le'Veon Bell without really, uh, as far as we know, uh, negotiating with, with this, uh, the steel organization in terms of, uh, you know, extending his contract. Le'Veon Bell is also in Miami, but not with Antonio Brown, not, uh, you know, so much working out. He's actually working on his new mixtape. So I think that uh, I think that Le'Veon Bell is someone that, um, as much as uh, as an X factor as he is on the field and as versatile as he can be, I just don't I just can't see the Steelers really buying into him. I mean I I know that this is kind of coming out of left field and I know that people uh, are huge fans of Le'Veon Bell as they should be. He's extremely talented, but I think that his work ethic is just not there. The guy talks about going to play in the NBA. I just don't think he's a Steeler, and I know that I know that the new Steelers, uh, you know the 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 21st century Steelers that we know are not. It's not a Bill Cowher team. It's not a Chuck Knoll team. Um, it's a bit of a different vibe in Pittsburgh these days. But I, I mean, I, I just don't think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be a long-term Steeler. I would not be surprised that if 2018 he's wearing somebody else's colors. 
Wow. Well, you know, Brian, I think it's interesting because that doesn't really come up here so much on, you know, for someone as prevalent as Antonio and Le'Veon. And last year, uh, during some of our shows, when the old Brian, Mr. Brian Davis, who just joined us earlier, um, and I were talking, you know, I would always say, I don't really mind the antics because you're getting high quality production out of him. But Le'Veon is in an interesting spot because he does play the running back position, which now, you know, the run has sort of been phased out of the, you know, modern pro football game that we know it to be today. And, and I think you raise a very good point about his level of maturity. You know, he's had some instances in the past, obviously, with LeGarrette Blunt, who may not have been the best influence for him. Uh, but, you know, very, very interesting sort of take that you're presenting with it. I'm going to go with fact on this one. I will disagree with you just because he has proven himself to be the best running back in football right now. I mean, there wasn't too long ago when we were talking about Adrian Peterson getting this kind of money because of his production as well. And now we are seeing that over in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell. So I expect him to get the money. I think the Steelers like where they're at offensively. But you're right. This is not, you know, the Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower era Steelers. We're seeing much more flash, much more, uh, you know, social prowess from these guys rather than the Steelers who – who lived in the Steel City and put their head down and, and did everything it took to get the job done and make sure they could get it done efficiently. Um, so I think it's going to be something that obviously comes up in the next couple of weeks, but I do expect uh, the Steelers to go ahead and lay that big old paycheck down at Le'Veon's feet. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time that they, we sh- by the time that they reach week uh, one or two out in Latrobe, that they kind of figure something out with him. I mean, look, I just, I love him. Like, he's great. But how, how cool is it as a Steeler fan or even as a football fan, really, to be able to watch a guy go out there and put up 900 yards receiving, and he does it pretty effortlessly. It's yes. very. It's a completely different running style. It's extremely fluid. I mean, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, Parnsey. What, what if – I feel like health can be a concern with him, too, because he's had some bad knees. He just had mm-hmm. a groin surgery in the offseason. Sure. I mean, I, for me, I just think that they're, you know, to kind of like take a bit of your side here, if you look last year whenever he was out of the offense, they, I mean, even with D'Angelo Williams um, being a pretty, uh, being a huge factor for them, Le'Veon is just such a difference maker, and he can, he can completely change the tide of a game. And I don't really think, I mean, even more so than, than, than any of the other killer bees. Um, I mean, Ben is Ben, but, you know, Antonio Brown, I think Ben can, can, can still win a couple games without him. Le'Veon Bell, man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. The Steelers going to have a tough decision coming up whether or not they're going to pay him. Yeah, it, it's going to be very difficult. The health concerns is something we didn't bring up at all, which I think is extremely relevant, uh, and I'm glad that you mentioned it. Um, I, I think on top of it, you know, the thing with Le'Veon, um, you know, is that now – you know, his backup is no longer D'Angelo because D'Angelo has, has pretty much called it quits here. Um, also, he made his pro wrestling debut not very long ago. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> um, that was great. He was on Impact Wrestling. He did a, um, uh, whatchamacallit, I, I totally forget what it is, but he pulled kind of like an RKO move where he threw his knee into the guy he was fighting. It was great. You should hear the commentators. For anyone listening right now, take a look at that D'Angelo uh, Williams entering uh, the ring at Impact. He was fantastic. He does this like backflip where he lands like right on the guy and he almost gets the oh, pin. All you know, you know, you know the the that's quote great. on all because we all know that pro wrestling is you know in every sense a real sport. 
Um, <laughs> but but n- next up, uh, Brian, um, I want to talk about something because this headline just ta- caught my eye. Um, and I know we had something else planned for number two, but I want to jump ahead and go to the fourth question that we had planned, uh, which will now become number two. Uh, and it's about the boy Martavis Bryant. Um, he's had some problems staying off the weed, as we know. Hey. Um, and, you know, it's been a little bit ridiculous. But recently, D'Angelo Williams um, said that Bryant might be the most underrated name on the team headed into this new season. This is a direct quote from Williams on ESPN on ESPN Adam Schefter's podcast. Know them from Adam. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, this is a direct quote from Williams. He goes, quote, Martavis Bryant, I've never seen anybody his height do the things that he's done that I've seen him do. And you see Megatron back in the day, and you were like, that is insane. I'm not sure how fast Megatron was, but I'm almost sure Megatron wasn't a 425. He's six foot four, six foot five, two twenty-five, and ran a four-two-five. I'm gonna let you do the numbers, and I'm one hundred percent sure and one hundred percent positive that he can and will be better than Megatron. Now that is a big statement coming from Williams right there. So, fact or fiction, Bryant? Martavis Bryant is primed to shine after all of his troubles last year. I don't know if I can compare Martavis Bryant to Megatron just yet. I mean, uh, D'Angelo Williams should maybe cool his jets, uh, but <laughs> I'm going to have to go with a definite fact. Uh, Martavis Bryant has, has put on, I think he's probably put on 20 pounds in this off season. Oh yeah. He, he looks, it's, it's he is muscle. He's a big guy. And I think um, to kind of steal from that quote, a four, two, five with someone with his frame is, it, honestly, you could, I mean, he could, he could score a touchdown every week. Um, and if you look at Ben Roethlisberger over his career, when Ben has had uh, a great red zone targets, which actually, if you look at the Steelers since 2004, they really haven't had anyone. But the person who I really, who I really think of um, in the black and gold, who Ben loved throwing to in the red zone was none other than Plaxico Burris. And if you look at Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, uh, Plaxico Burris received the most targets on the team even more so than, than the likes of Heinz Ward, which most, people would, which most people would assume. But, no, Plax was the guy in the red zone. Um, and I think you could definitely see someone like Martavis Bryant really, be, really take himself from being a secondary receiver in the NFL to being a top 15, top 10 guy, um, especially with all that speed. They love working him in the offense in ways more than just down the field. Um, I think part of his game is going to have to be – transitioning out of that one trick pony deep ball style. Um, and I think that, I think that he could definitely be that for most teams in the league, but uh, specifically for the Steelers, I know they love it. They, they love hitting him with the wide receiver screens. I've even seen them uh, call up some, some end around reverse type stuff with him. Um, but yeah, it, w- uh, it was, it was definitely, definitely a, uh, a bummer to not have him on the squad last year. So I think he, I think it's a definite fact though that he that he has what it takes to have a breakout year. Yeah, and you know the biggest thing is last year when you take a look, the Steelers in the last six weeks of the season, weeks eleven to seventeen, they were fourth in points per game, fourth in total yards per game, and second in passing yards per game. I feel like all those things can only get better with a really prevalent and healthy. Uh, Martavis Bryant. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be a fact. He's going to step up over what he had to do last year. 
I, I need to stay. I need to see him stay clean, Brian. That's really important to me. It's so important to me to make sure that he stays out of Goodell's office and that things run smoothly for him. Um, and I think that's going to hold the key. Jumping ahead here to number three, um, we talked a lot about him before you joined us here, Brian. But I think it's going to be uh, cool to see him in action for the first time. So, T.J. Watt, fact or fiction, is he going to be the real deal during his first season? I'm going to give you. I'm on. I'm. On, this is probably out of the questions that that that, that we've gone over. Um, I think this is probably the toughest one because honestly, in at least during the Dick LeBeau era, um, the Steelers never really receive. They never really get a lot of impact from rookie players on that on that defense, especially at linebacker, especially at linebacker. And I have to think it has to do with the way that they run, the way that they run the three, four. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of nuance in that defense that I don't really understand, you know, um, mm-hmm. that I might not, you know, I feel like you probably got to probably got to, uh, to play in the league for a while to really, to really know all the ins and outs on that defense. That being said, uh, the likes of Cam Hayward, the likes of James Harrison, uh, I mean, if old silverback is saying that this guy is the real deal out of, you know, really early on, uh, like really early on, like I think like in like early June, James Harrison was quoted saying that, hey, man, this guy knows how to play. Like he's smart. He comes to work. He knows he knows what he's about. He knows uh, oh, yeah. he knows what he's looking for. And I think that I think that that speaks volumes, but I'm sure that they'll kind of temper how uh, how quickly they, they they throw him out there. They, I, I think that the Steelers aren't are they They tend to be a team that avoids. Um, just throwing ro- rookies to the wolves and kind of uh, having them go through like a trial by fire. They tend to kind of wa- they tend to wa- they tend to warm them up, if you will. I mean, whenever if you even look at someone like Bud Dupree, like Bud Dupree is, um, probably has what it takes to be like a defensive player of the year, and uh, the Steelers still have kind of tempered how much they how much they use him. He had a great end of the year last year, but T.J. Watt, I think has what it takes to be an impact player. I don't know if the Steelers are going to use them like that. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. I think it's interesting you're saying Bud Dupree as defensive player of the year potentially. I mean, this was a guy with 24 combined tackles last year. You know, I, I see what you're saying in, in potential, but I, I think we got to see more out of this guy who's only headed into his third season. Um, I say fact just because I think that, you know, there isn't, a ton expected out of him seeing as there has been, you know, this presence of the Steelers linebacking core between James Harrison, um, you know, obviously Vince Williams and Shazier in the middle and Dupree out left. 
but also guys like Anthony Ciccolo and Arthur Motes. You know, Matikiewicz played really well on special teams last year, too. Uh, this linebacking core is deep, so they really don't need a ton out of him. But any contribution that he can make on some of those second downs late in the third quarter, uh, you know, and even those third downs in the first where, you know, guys are getting a little bit winded and it's his time to shine. I'm eager to see what he brings to the table there. It's, it's going to be really, really cool. Um, my biggest thing with him is that I'm worried about his ability to guard uh, or, excuse me, cover NFL-level uh, wide receivers. I don't think he's got a problem with tight ends coming over the middle. I am just very worried about guys running slant routes on him or curl routes, hook routes, you know, something along the inside just to disrupt the defense and maybe catch him off guard a little bit. You know, that's something that a smart quarterback like a guy like Phil Rivers or, um, you know, someone out there, obviously your Tom Brady's of the world, but someone like Aaron Rodgers who checks down at the line, seeing as we are playing the NFC North this year, you know, who checks down at the line and calls, hollers over to Jordy that he wants a quick slant instead of that fly that he's supposed to run there on second and 10, and boom, all of a sudden the Steelers get exploited over the middle, uh, which we've seen several times uh, over this team's legacy. But T.J. Watt going to be cool to see what the Wisconsin Badger does in his first season. Um, another guy joining him in that linebacker core has been the man who's been here since the dawn of time, you know, since, since he walked out of Kent State. Um, and that man, of course, is James Harrison. James Harrison, you know, has been an absolute beast. It wasn't very long ago that LSU's Brad Wing tweeted, be the James Harrison of anything that you do. I mean, this guy still is working hard in the gym. His, his lift and his workout videos have gotten super popular. And here he is at 39 years of age, heading into his 15th season, and he looks as in good of shape as ever. He gets all these random drug tests, which, of course, he's been passing with flawless colors. But drug tests and lifting weights, now that's a little bit different from being able to produce on the field. So, Brian, fact or fiction, James Harrison can be a top three tackle leader for the boys in black and gold on the defensive side. James Harrison has been one of the coolest stories in sports for his entire career. Since he started, I think, I think he played on three or four different practice squads. Look, the guy has been around the block. He is, he is the veteran right now. He is the veteran. Um, that being said, I don't think – that lifting weights and uh, and playing medicine ball volleyball, which is absolutely epic if you follow him on Instagram. But uh, I don't think that that translates necessarily to speed. And I think that just like what you were talking about before, um, just like you were talking about with T.J. Watt not necessarily having the having the speed to cover these NFL NFL wide receivers, I do not think that James Harrison has has what it takes. Uh, to be a top three tackle for this team. So I have to go with fiction, even though it kind of saddens me. I think that. I think that the that the road has to be winding down for James. He is just look. I mean, he's he's a specimen. He's a specimen, and he's mm-hmm. probably in he's he's probably in just as good a shape now as he probably ever has been. But at a certain point, the knees get old. Uh, the joints start to the, you start you start to really lose. Like I said, you start to lose your speed. And there was there was a time in James Harrison's career back in 2008 when he won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, where he was beating guy, he was beating offensive offensive tackles um, off the snap like every play, and he was being pretty much held on eighty percent of the plays, uh, you know, on passing downs. Um, so, I think that, like I said, speed is probably going to be 
ultimately what kills him. Um, I just think that he's probably he, he loses about a half a step every year, and I think this might be the year he loses one too many. You know that that's a good point. I mean, age unfortunately is a factor. You know, you can only be young for so long. Uh, James Harrison, who spent you know times with only a few teams in the league, and the Steelers have been the majority of it. They picked him up in 2002 when he wasn't drafted and then re-signed him uh, in 2004 after he spent time in Baltimore. And also, interestingly enough, here's your fun fact, here's your Today I Learned. Uh, in 2003, James Harrison played for the Rhine Fire in Dusseldorf, Germany in the European League. Um, and he was with the Steelers from 2004 to 2012. And then the Bengals. Ugh. How gross for one year, gross. 2013, and then 2014 to the present. Listen, the man's a two-time Super Bowl champion and five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, whether this is one of his last years, he's certainly had quite the career here. Um, we're winding down here to the end of the program. We're keeping it short here in the end of the offseason. And, Brian, this is, this is one that I think well, you and I might have some different opinions on this, but I'm eager to hear what you have to say. And this one, not so much Steeler-related, but more towards those boys – in black and gold that I congratulated at the beginning of the show. Um, the Penguins, Stanley Cup champions. The trophy should be brought to the first game at Heinz Field. Fact or fiction, Brian? We're talking preseason or regular season game? I'm talking regular season. I'm saying, like, first very regular season game. Or, or even, well, let's say for sake, just because of time, let's say preseason, uh, because I don't think it's going to wait that long to actually get to the regular season. Well, they keep the cup for a year, right? Yes. And each uh, – there's, like, some cool stories about all that. But each each player on the team gets a day with the cup. And um, Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm going to say – I'm going to say fiction here. Um, and I'm, I know that my Yinzer friends here in Pittsburgh are probably shaking their head about that a little bit. But I have to say that um, – there is just this part of Pittsburgh that will always put – it's a Steeler town. That's a football town. And the only trophy that belongs – the only trophy that belongs in Heinz Field is the Lombardi, and that's it. Um, I think that winning teams are winning teams, and Pittsburgh is, is a city of champions. And I, I have all the love in the world for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I think that uh, – I think a lot of Steeler fans, um, as excited as they would be, they probably would be, you know, shaking their head. And maybe not so much shaking their head, but I, I don't know. I, I, it puts a bad taste in my mouth, if that makes sense. What do you think? You know, for me, Brian and I, I understand where you're coming from, that the only trophy that probably belongs is, uh, of course, our Lombardi. Um, I think it's an homage. Listen, it, it wasn't very long ago that the Steelers, you know, won two Super Bowls in the matter of a couple of years. And now the Penguins have gone back-to-back on Stanley Cups, which hasn't been done in quite some time. I think it is worth the parade, but I will give it the preseason. I think it's got to be there at the first preseason game, and then it's got to go back in. Or it's got to be unveiled before, like, Baltimore or something. That's the only other case where I see it as being that's cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, and, you know, and and that for me would be one instance where I'm like, okay, like, I understand why this is happening. Um, you know, the fanfare is well-deserved, especially for a rival game. You want to hype everyone up, remind everyone that we're champions. And, of course, Baltimore is not, with the exception of two stupid years. One due to a, you know, I almost said something I probably shouldn't. 
I, I was going to accuse Ray Lewis of, of doing something, but I, I think you all can put two and two together and accuse him of what I was going to do. Um, that's, that's fact, not fiction course, there. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Joe Flacco uh, having quite possibly one of the greatest stretches ever before, you know, deciding, hey, I like Chicken McNuggets more and feasting down on those. <laughs> um, but, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it here for an off-season edition of Steelers Factor Fiction. We'll be joining you pretty soon. We'd like to welcome in once again our guest host, uh, Brian Hamlin. Brian, any closing thoughts uh, for those out there in listener land right now? What do you think? I mean, do you really think the Steelers have what it takes to beat the New England Patriots this year? That's going to be the question. Oh, my God. Before I go to sleep for the next six months. Like, are they good enough to beat New England? Oh, that's it. That's it. Like, that's the question. I I don't even know if I can answer that right now because I don't think we've seen enough of the Patriots. I don't know if we know, you know, how they are going to adjust this year versus last. Do you even have to see them? It's all – it's all – literally, it is all about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Like, they could have – they could have Appalachian State. Like, Appalachian State's, like, practice squad surrounding those two, and they would probably still win eight games in the AFC East. Appalachian State way back when they beat Michigan, correct? Was that who they Classic. toppled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah, beat them on like a field goal. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, wow, that is Appalachian State. That's that's like a Ben Kenobi moment. That is a name I have not heard in a long time. You know. So, <laughs> you are a but, nerd. That's bad. yeah, yeah. But but you are too. So it sort of makes up for it. <laughs> um, my closing thought, uh, Steeler Nation. I want to leave you with this: pastrami. Or corned beef on your Permani sandwich. I was once all aboard the corned beef train, and now I think I'm on the pastrami train, Brian. I don't know. Really? I'm a cat, yeah. egg, and cheese guy. Really? Okay, so that's outside the box. That's worth discussing. Do you still get everything else? You get the works, you get fries and slaw and whatnot? Oh, of course, of course. But you got to get, I mean, every time I go, and you, I only go to the one on the strip, I don't go to the, the, one, on, uh, the one on Forbes. Um, they actually put a Permani Brothers in up here around Allison Park um, off of Route 8. Uh, yeah, and they put it in a couple weeks ago. In, there's one down here in Hagerstown now up in uh, Western Maryland. So, you know, I actually do some work up there a few days a week. So definitely going to be stopping by for a Permani sandwich at some point. Um, but I, next time, try out the Capicola uh, egg and cheese. And add egg, for double egg. Egg on a sandwich. Power move. I'm a big Egg believer. on a Permani sandwich. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the biggest believer that best the best eggs on sandwiches are on burgers. Agree, disagree. Where 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 do you stand with that? Huh. You know what? Um, I've never had it on a burger, but have you ever had it on pizza? Yes, it's good on pizza. It's great on pizza. It's good on pizza. Good on pizza. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well, now that we've made all the Steeler Nation hungry, that's gonna do it here for us. <laughs> Steeler fact or fiction? Join us here next time. I'm Zach Parnes for Brian Hamlin and Brian Anthony Davis. We'll catch you here next time.
Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. Also, you listen to podcasts, check it out.